Joe Riley. It's 6.30 and this is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. I'm R. Wolf. I'm filling in for Mike Perini. This is Pandora's face. Let's go with it. I drew this cartoon all by, by, by myself, but uh, shucks, it wasn't hard because I'm an artist. <laughs> uh, I, I hope you like it. Yeah, thank you.
pepper to do it in a rain. And the sun went out just like a dying ember. That's what it was. It was in September. That's when it was, yes, in a rain. Oh, look at those little clouds up there. Up there in a the hill. Oh, and the little flames up. They're falling on me. That's what you're doing. Mmm, the mammy. Oh, look up there at the sun. It's shining on your little funny boy. Come on, play it for me. Bring it here in September. That's what it is. Building up, play it. That's September. Mmm, in a the designers had hoped to do was to structure your experience of the future from the moment you entered the gates. From the various entrances, converging avenues drew you to the theme center, the only buildings at the fair allowed to be painted stark white. Stretching away from the theme center, each avenue was a different color pale pastel shading subtly to deeper hues in the distance. A color-coded city, bright, rational, completely planned. Coming down from the perisphere on that ramp, only it wasn't a ramp, it was a helicline, the first zone you glimpsed was the transportation zone, over across the bridge of wheels. There was the aviation building, like a dirigible entering a hangar. The double prows of the marine transportation building. There, Ford cars endlessly circled the road of tomorrow. And there, inside the immense General Motors building, the one with the longest lines, was the one exhibit everyone knew about, the Futurama. That was what I wanted to see first. I waited for hours on the switchback lines at the General Motors building, inching my way towards the future, thinking about tomorrow. Actually, tomorrow scared me a little. Could I grasp the immense plan expressed in occult symbols all over the fair? Would I be up to tomorrow? It seemed so urgent that tomorrow be dragged out of the future where it lay, peacefully unborn. But why was it so urgent? Why? Mm -hmm. 
Looking back now, I can see why. And if I had seen this film at the fair, where it was first shown, I might have understood a little then. We hope for so much from the future because our present seems so empty. Don't tell us that this is the best that you can do in building cities. Who built this place? What put us here? And how do we get out again? We're asking, just asking. The depression that began in 1929 had never really lifted. Here we were, a mighty nation, our industrial plant intact, our people strong and willing, and millions living on charity or on the streets. Everything shabby, worn out, stalled. Thinking men and women, the Institute of Planners, which made this film, believed that the waste, the frustration, the killing poverty were worse than evil. They were unnecessary. They believed we could rebuild our fallen system so that it served people instead of consuming them. All it would take was informed, democratic assent to central planning and a willingness to shake off the past. It's here, the new city, ready to serve a better age. You and your children, the choice is yours. Actually, this was the new planned town of Greenbelt, Maryland. It looked like the future. But what the planners insisted, what the whole fair was always saying, was that this is possible today. At last, you entered the General Motors Futurama through a narrow cleft in that high wall. And you were put into a moving chair, and a voice began to speak with calm certainty. And before you opened a wonderland. 3,000 square miles in scale, a plane ride over an America from which the past, my present, had vanished, seemingly without a trace. And now we see a great river city of 1960. Here is an American city replanned around a highly developed modern traffic system. On all express city thoroughfares, the rights of way have been so rooted as to displace outmoded business sections and undesirable slum areas whenever possible. A vast circular airport is close to the city with a giant dirigible hangar so that it can be turned easily to meet any wind direction it is resting in a pool of liquid here is a highway intersection highway engineering at its most spectacular by means of the ramped loops Cars may make right and left turns at rates of speed up to 50 miles per hour. 
safe distance between cars is maintained by automatic radio control. Curved sides assist the driver in keeping his car within the proper lane under all circumstances. A quarter of a mile high skyscrapers tower. On many of the buildings are landing decks for helicopters and autogyros. We see some suggestion of the things to come. A world with a future in which all of us are tremendously interested. Because that is where we are going to spend the rest of our lives. It was Democracy and Greenbelt all stitched together with the superhighways General Motors was counting on. And whether or not the Futurama was exactly what the social planners had in mind for America, General Motors had no doubts. When you left the building, you were given a small blue and white button that said simply, I have seen the future. in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. And remember, my friends, future events such as these will affect you in the future. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. And now, for the first time, we are bringing to you the full story of what happened on that fateful day. We are giving you all the evidence based only on the secret testimony of the miserable souls who survived this terrifying ordeal. The incidents, the places. My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about Just after the World's Fair opened, the Westinghouse Corporation began to show this movie for free all over the country. It's the story of this family from Indiana, the Middletons, who come to Long Island to visit their grandmother and go to the great World's Fair. <laughs> How's the table, James? Is it fair? All set, Mother. Come on, everybody. Breakfast is ready. This is the best news I heard since I got here. Hi, Mom. The Middletons are average people even deliberately average. I don't know which I've been looking forward to the most, the fair or your cooking, Mother. Morning, Dad. Good morning, Babs. Morning, Mother. Good morning. morning. Mom, Dad, Babs, and son, Bud, are what we thought of as typically American in 1939. A Life magazine, Andy Hardy kind of family. The sort of average Americans for whom the fair was designed. Oh, I've got to be running along. I'm late. Uh, where will I meet you for lunch? Well, I thought it'd be kind of nice if we looked up Jim Treadway first. Why, of course. Jim Treadway from back home. He's working at the fair. His folks said he's working at the Westinghouse building. Supposing we all meet there. 
Westinghouse Corporation was one of the fair's big exhibitors. After the Futurama, everyone went there. That was where the time capsule was. Time capsule of cupoloid. Deposited on the site of the New York World's Fair on September 23rd, 1938 by the Westinghouse Electric and Manufacturing Company. If anyone should come upon this capsule before the year A.D. 6939... Young Bud Middleton and his family have a lot to learn here. Being fictions, they'll grasp the lessons of the fair more easily than I did. I bet a nickel I know something that isn't in it. Mickey Mouse. You'd lose, Bud. Mickey Mouse, Dick Tracy, Barney Google, they're all there. Even toys and money. By the list of contents alone, takes up 17 pages of fine print. Why, they weren't fooling when they made that capsule, were they? It's the brains of the world done up in a small package. And it's the most prominent exhibit at the fair. It'll still be here when the rest of this place is nothing but dust. That's remarkable. Now I and the Middletons will have the help of Jim Treadway from back home. And like it. Hey, Jim, how about showing Dad the Hall of Science? He'll go for that. I'll be glad to, bud. Fine. How about you, Mrs. Harrison? Would you care to join us? No, thank you. I want to show Jane and Barbara some of the things in the Hall of Electrical Living. Well, say, Electro, the motor man, will be doing his tricks at 2 o'clock. Let's meet them. All right. Come on, Jane. Barbara. Also, once the Middletons get to the fair, they never once leave the Westinghouse Pavilion. I had a whole fair to study a whole guidebook to get through. The torture test for tires, featuring Jimmy Lynch and his Death Dodgers in thrilling speed tests, demonstrating the extra safety built into Silvertowns. These are not mere stunt drivers. They are testing engineers who help make tires as scientifically safe as they can be. The world's fair wasn't Oz. The wonders of Oz were all illusion. These wonders were what we called science. Science meant practical and hygienic and done by machines whenever possible. Science meant gleaming chrome and glass. Electro, come here. And here he comes, ladies and gentlemen, walking up to greet you under his own power. I present to you Electro, the Westinghouse Moto Man. Stop. You see, all I need to do is to speak into this phone, and Electro does exactly what I tell him to do, sometimes. But I don't see why I'm telling Electro's story when he's perfectly able to tell his own. So let's listen and see what Electro has to say to us today. All right, Electro, will you tell your story, please? Who? Me? Yes, you. Okay, Toots. That's the most remarkable thing I've ever seen. Boy, what a guard that guy'd make on my football team. <laughs> now, Electro, a moment ago, you were bragging about uh, being able to count on your fingers. Do you remember that? Well, we're going to find out about that. Now, uh, do you remember how many children were born at the same time to a certain family up in Canada? Do you remember that? All right, let's see if you do. Count them on your right hand. 
One, two, three, four, five. Five? Well, that's absolutely correct. How can he do all those things, Jim? He's full of motors, gears, cams, and photoelectric cells. You could fill a book with all the electromechanical principles involved in the thing. All he lacks is a heart and a brain. If you ask me, I say he had nothing but brains. Well, then all he lacks is a heart. He's not the only one. Of course, I knew, I never forgot, that far away beyond Fountain Lake, over across Rainbow Avenue, was the true secret goal of every visit. The best amusement park ever. At least until Disneyland. But you're out of the dark, you're out of the night. Step into the sun, step into the light. Keep straight ahead for the most glorious place on the plains of the earth for the sky. Hold on to your breath, hold on to your heart, hold on to your hope. March up to the gate and build it open. Grover Whalen strove to get his fare mentioned in the newspapers every day and in the newsreels every week. Usually accompanied by Mayor LaGuardia, Whalen lent himself to any exhibitor who asked. In the newsreels, the two of them seemed to appear always together, like Abbott and Costello. The little car is a Crosley. It was designed to save gas, of all unlikely things, and didn't catch on. Hot dog day. Whalen and LaGuardia on hot dog day. In those days, no special event seemed to be complete without hot dogs. When the King and Queen of England came to America, they had a picnic with FDR up at Hyde Park, and the president served them hot dogs. And then they sailed down the Hudson and Mayor LaGuardia met them and escorted them to the fair, where they were to be shown every honor that Grover Whalen could think up. Never since then has there been built such a perfect stage for ceremony, pomp, display. Albert Speer's designs for Hitler Mussolini's new city in Rome were larger. But they lacked this cheerful dignity, this American optimism. We loved the king and queen. They had that British pluck. They'd come to win American hearts for Britain. looked very likely that within the year they'd be at war with Hitler. Nazi Germany was not represented at the fair.